everyone, I'm Kiana, and I'd like to welcome you to Toronto Nature Now, brought to you by CJRU 1280 AM in Toronto and the Toronto Field Naturalists. The Toronto Field Naturalists are a volunteer-run, non-profit nature conservation organization, connecting people with nature and wildlife in the Toronto area. Today, I'd like to welcome back Jonathan Harris, who's here to talk about the Toronto and Region Conservation Authority, or the TRCA. Jonathan is a former Toronto Field Naturalist hike leader and environmental consultant turned farmer, who now resides outside of North Bay. Jonathan previously contributed an episode of Toronto Nature Now, focusing on Ontario's conservation authorities and continues this theme by looking at the TRCA. Here's what Jonathan had to say. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? I'm well. How about yourself? I'm good. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for coming back on Toronto Nature Now. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. So today we're going to talk about the Toronto and Region Conservation Authority, or the TRCA. And my first question is, how large an area does the Toronto and Region Con- Conservation Authority jurisdiction cover? So as you mentioned, the uh, Toronto Region Conservation Authority, or TRCA for short, it oversees an area beyond just the boundaries of Toronto, uh, like the other 35 conservation authorities in Ontario, of which there are 36 in total. Uh, The boundaries of the TRCA uh, follows the watersheds within the jurisdiction, of which there are nine that make up the area. And these include Carruthers Creek, Don River Watershed, Dufflins Creek, Tobacoke Creek, Island Creek, Harbor River, Mimico Creek, Petticoat Creek, and the Rouge River Watershed. uh, They also have have jurisdiction over the shoreline of Lake Ontario within their, uh, their conservation boundaries. Now, the jurisdiction of the TRCA, it also spans six upper tier and 15 lower tier municipalities, representing almost 5 million people, approximately 10% of Canada's population. And this is primarily because of where the watersheds for all those those water bodies I mentioned, the, while they may drain into Lake Ontario, a lot of the headwaters actually are much further north beyond the boundaries of of Toronto and uh, the other other municipalities within their their jurisdiction. Now within that area, which encompasses 3,467 square kilometers, the TRCA actually owns 16,000 hectares of preservation lands, historical lands, agricultural lands, and conservation areas. Right, and so what does the TRCA do with the land it owns? Now, like many of the other conservation authorities, the lands that the TRCA oversees are used for flood control, recreation, education, and watershed preservation activities, including drinking water source protection. Now, on several sites, the TRCA operates conservation areas that are open to the public for recreational use. Now, as mentioned, some of the lands that the TRCA owns are historical, such as the Black Creek Pioneer Village, uh, which was a former farm that the TRCA, uh, I can't remember if they bought it or they expropriated it, um, but they ended up uh, uh, moving several 1800s eras buildings uh, to that area and preserve it in a pioneer setting. Now, several municipal parks inside and outside of Toronto are, are actually located on TRCA lands, such as the Toronto Zoo, 
Humber Bay Park, and Milne Park. And then the TRCA also operates five within its jurisdiction for flood control. Cool. It's funny that you brought up Pioneer Village because I remember going there when I was in grade three for our like settler unit. Yeah, same with myself. I remember going back, going there in public school for a for a field trip, and uh, yeah, I, I, it's one of those things. I don't think a lot of people know that that um, the the Pioneer Village is actually on land owned by the TRCA. Yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, just thinking back, I kind of just thought it was like a private, I guess, park or something. But it's interesting that it's owned by the TRCA. Yeah, well, if you, you can imagine 16,000 hectares of land is, is quite a lot. Um, it, it, but while the TRCA boundary is, is quite large, given it covers nine watersheds, um, like that amount of, of hectare, hectares, uh, there's not many other uh, organizations that would own that much land within their like within that, that amount of area. Yeah, for sure. And so how long has the TRCA been active in the region? Well, the, the TRCA, as it is now, because uh, I'll cover a little bit of how it formed, uh, it was established in 1957 uh, under the Conservation Authorities Act. Now, prior to that year, a number of conservation authorities were actually established in 1946 by the province, um, and they were created to administer the, the numerous watersheds of the Toronto region. And now, you can imagine uh, those nine watersheds I mentioned Several of them had their own conservation authorities. So there was at one point a Don Valley Conservation Authority, Tobacco Mimico Conservation Authority, Humber Valley Conservation Authority, Rouge Conservation Authority, Duffins Creek, Highland Creek, and Petticoat Creek also all had, all had their own conservation authorities. Now, these early conservation authorities were funded by the municipalities that bordered on their valleys, the watershed boundaries. And any land purchases had to be proposed and funded from either the province of Ontario uh, grants, uh, local municipal levy, levies or grants on a project by project basis. Now, uh, after the deaths and damage of Hurricane Hazel in 1954, uh, governments recognized the need for improved regulation of river floodplains. So in 1957, those Toronto area authorities were all merged in together into a single Metro Toronto and Region Conservation Authority and it was given the full legal authority to purchase and expropriate lands for conservation. So in conjunction with this, the province of Ontario passed legislation that made building on floodplains illegal. And the authority was renamed to its current name of Toronto Region Conservation Authority in 1997 when Metro Toronto was abolished. Great, thank you. I didn't know it went back all the way to the 1950s. Yeah, and I, I, I knew the the current form of the, the authority was around the late fifties after Hurricane Hazel. But I, I, in doing some investigation and research for this interview, I, I either had forgotten or actually didn't know that there was those those earlier versions of conservation authorities um, that predated the TRCA. Yeah, that's interesting. And so my last question is: is how can listeners learn more about the TRCA or even become involved? So from Across their entire jurisdiction in those nine watersheds, the TRCA hosts exciting webinars and e-learning activities, um, more so now with, with uh, the pandemic and post-pandemic. Um, they also offer guided hikes, festivals, and other seasonal events, educational workshops, and public consultations. Now, as a nonprofit, 
the organization is governed by a board of directors, which is made up of 28 members appointed by the respective councils of the participating municipalities within the TRC's jurisdiction, and it includes the city of Toronto, the regional municipality of Durham, the regional municipality of York, the regional municipality of Peel, and um, the uh, the town of Mono and to the north, because it, it includes some of the headwaters for the Credit River. And I can't remember if one of the other rivers is up there too. Um, now there are also three active advisory boards, um, which include the Regional Watershed Alliance, Partners in Project Green, Executive Management Committee, and the Natural Science and Education Committee. Now they each have their own mandate in terms of reference, but these boards include members of the public who reside within the TRC boundary. Now the public can also attend all the meetings of the board of directors its executive committee and its advisory boards because it is a nonprofit. Great, thank you. And I was just curious, how did you become involved with the TRCA? Uh, back in my, um, when I used to live in Toronto, um, I did attend several several um, tree plantings and different workshops offered by the TRCA. Uh, Maple Syrup Festival at Cartwright Center, one of their conservation authorities. Uh, I've enjoyed many other conservation authorities when I, when I, was growing up in Pickering, uh, which is on the east end of their jurisdiction, um, and living in Toronto. And when I was working as an environmental consultant, I actually consulted with the TRCA on a regular basis on various many projects within their jurisdiction. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's all I have to ask. Thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks again to Jonathan Harris for talking with me today. And I'd also like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. Anyone out there who'd like to get involved with the Toronto Field Naturalists can visit their website at torontofieldnaturalists.org. Again, that's torontofieldnaturalists.org. Shout out to Paul Overy, the show coordinator, and once again, I'm Kiana for CJRU, and this has been Toronto Nature Now. Make sure to tune in next time! Bye!